Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journey so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener to One of a Kind You, welcome back. I'm so excited you're here for another episode. If you're a new listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for stopping by to check it out and see what we have to offer. And this episode is brought to us by the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast, but more from our sponsor later. So usually on this podcast, I read my journal entry from about five or six years ago when I was in the thick of the struggle and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then, but not today, ladies. We have a special guest with us. His name is Matt Sutton, and he is a fellow podcasting friend. Um, he has a podcast called, take it away, Matt. Mastering You. Mastering You, yes. And so um, I've actually been a guest on his podcast chatting with him about the mom struggle. And so um, he is a health and wellness coach, and he works a lot with women and moms. And so I thought it would be a great um, thing to have him on to chat with us to see, um, get his perspective on the things that moms and women struggle with in their health and wellness journey and get his perspective on how to help get through those struggles with a little bit more ease. So Matt, tell us more about yourself. Oh, thanks firstly for having me on, Kim. Yeah. Uh, real pleasure. So um, yeah, I, I've been involved in health and wellness now for 15, 16 years and very much the, our predominant um, member has, has been mums. So I, I feel like I've got a, a bit of experience in this, um, in, in helping mums and particularly, you know, having children myself, uh, two children now and, you know, seeing my, my wife and, and her own mum struggles as well. Um, I definitely have more empathy than ever that, you know, of, of the, of the mum struggle that we talked about on my podcast. Um, you know, my, my own health and wellness story kind of um, goes, goes way back. I was, was probably a fairly typical personal trainer who joined the industry just because I, I, I like sport, I like fitness. Um, then in my 20s, I um, had a bit of a, a life-changing experience when I had um, early cancer. So I was diagnosed with an aggressive cancer age 27, probably at the point where I was at my fittest and healthiest, yeah. well, I thought I was at my healthiest anyway. Yeah, did that like completely that, that knock you off your feet? I mean, I can't even imagine being 27 and finding out that you have this rare aggressive form of cancer. I mean, I can't like that must have done something to your mindset or did it did it give you the strength? Like, absolutely not. I'm 27. I still have my whole life to live and this is not going to be the end of it. Uh, it was a whole mix of both, really, because, uh, you know, I, I just not long had bought a house with my wife. Well, at that point, we wasn't married even. Um, so we just got a big mortgage. And, you know, I, I literally had just gone self-employed. <laughs> um, so I didn't even have a, a job to, to, to fall back on. Um, so it wasn't great timing financially. Uh, so that, yeah. that added another stress to, to the mix with, with yeah, it was just, it was a weird time. We just, myself and my wife had just gone traveling. That was the thing that we wanted to do before we properly settled down. Mm -hmm. So we went traveling around Australia, we come back and then bam, I got cancer. And, you know, it was, it was a real tough time. Like, you know, whether you're going to survive or not. And then 
you're looking at, well, we're probably never going to have kids um, and going through the, the trauma of that, you know, potentially. And uh, so, yeah, it was, and then obviously from a business standpoint, like I mentioned, I went self-employed because I really wanted to help people. Um, and in a way, even though the, the cancer was really uh, a bad year for me, it did completely transform the way that I worked um, from thereafter in that, I realized that at the fittest I'd ever been, you know, it doesn't equal health, mm-hmm. you know, that there's far more to the, the health spectrum than just, you know, how, how much weights you can lift or how fast you can run or even how you look in the mirror. And this is this, that, that sort of sent me on the holistic journey that I've really not stopped on ever since, I guess, you know, I think I'd probably be a very different coach had I not gone through that whole experience, it really did wake me up to the power of nutrition, the mm-hmm. power of mindset, the power of understanding yourself and, um, and personal development. So that, that's really the reason why I set up the Mastering You podcast, because as much as I'm an advocate for staying fit, staying healthy, eating well, um, my personal belief is everyone should really you know, go on their own personal development journey because ultimately any, any, anyone that wants to jump on a weight loss diet or a fitness plan, it's really just a form of personal development. Yeah. So if you're going to go on that journey, why not do it properly? Yeah. You know, why not, why not, you know, really understand who I am, you know, who, who are you? What, what, what do I like? What do I value? Where am I spending my time that maybe I'm wasting my time? Where can I do better? You know, what are my life goals? And, I, and I'm sure this, these are all sorts of things as a life coach that you talk to your own clients about. And I, I guess really my biggest passion is really getting to the root of wanting what you want, you know, um, yeah. and being really clear on, on the problem. So I, probably the saying that I say the most often more than anything else is the problem isn't the problem. You know, and, and the yeah. mums that come to LPT to train with us, they think the problem is the food they eat. They, yes. th- they think the problem is they're, they, they're bad people or they've got bad habits or they're constantly knocking themselves down. The, the mums that we work with, you know, with I wish I could have more time with the kids. Or I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Um, I wish I could lose more weight. Very rarely is the, the problem the, the problem. There's, there's usually about... 10 layers deeper that we have to go yes. Yes. to find out what the real problem is. And, uh, and that's what, where I think personal development has its place because when you really understand your true values, you understand what you want out of life, you can then kind of reverse engineer a lot of the process and a lot of the things that the ladies that we work with worry about, stress about, you know, they can start to be a bit clearer and, and, and be less stressed about all those things, you know, the sugar craving isn't really the problem. Yeah. The problem, the problem is maybe I'm just, you know, haven't even thought about the food plan in the first place. Yeah. Um, and we, we can just keep dig deeper and deeper and deeper. Yes. So yeah, hopefully that gives you a, a good sort of idea of, of where I'm at and, and how we go about things. Yeah. And I love that you said figuring out what they really want like what's really good for them based on their values. Because I feel like so often we get stuck in 
thinking that, oh, you know, this person that I know, this other mom, she did this diet of only drinking water and eating cucumbers every day for lunch. And she just lost 30 pounds and I hate cucumbers and I never drink water, but if she lost 30 pounds that way, then I guess that's what I have to do to lose 30 pounds. And we do these things that we absolutely hate and then we're miserable doing them and it doesn't work for us the same way it worked for someone else. And then we do, we start beating ourselves up about it, blaming ourselves for the fact that it isn't working. If we had just eaten two more cucumber slices, then it would have worked. And I didn't commit enough. I didn't go all in. And it's like, okay, stop the insanity because the cucumber slices aren't the answer. Yes. Drinking water is important, but they're losing 30 pounds because they're not getting enough nutrients and things in their body that they need to maintain a healthy weight. So like, no wonder it's not working, but we will do the silliest things, the craziest things to meet this, this vision or this ideal of perfection. Um, because we see another mom or another woman doing something and getting a result that we want, but we haven't gotten. And so do you see that a lot when you have um, clients come to you, like they've already tried all of these ridiculous things and then it's that frustration yeah, of them I not mean, working? We, yeah, we're, we're currently, you know, um, about a quarter way through a, a course that I'm developing to, to help people with, with these issues. And one of the things that we've covered so far on the course is, is around the neuroscience around this, around understanding actually, you know, it's fine that don't beat yourself up for doing that comparison game. Ultimately, it's, it, we're wired to want to fit in. You yes. know, we're wired to want to fit in with, a, with you know, the, the herd, if you like. So that, that's yeah. one part of it. You know, yeah, it's survival. If we don't fit in, then we're, you know, outcasts. And then our, you know, this, and this goes back to like caveman days. Then mm. it was important to fit in for survival. But like now it's more of that you just don't want to be alone. I mean, it's not like the saber-toothed tiger isn't going to come eat us. So <laughs> the fitting and in. Also, yeah. And when you talk about survival, you know, that, that, that is a key factor. And, and within the survival mode, you know, of when your brain's operating from the sort of animal reptilian brain area, you know, we're always that the brain's primary role is survival. So it's always seeking comfort first. It has absolutely no interest in your body shape and you losing weight for your wedding that you've got coming up or whatever. Yeah. You know, so it's no surprise that we always seek the, the, the least resistance, the path of the re- least resistance, which is the new diet on the block, the new fitness plan on the, mm-hmm. do- on, on, on the block. And so it's good to understand that, good to understand from a brain science point of view that when you do have those feelings of, quick fix you know it's just having that self-awareness to know that this is coming on and actually but then re-identifying wait a minute i know this i know this pattern of behavior yeah i'm aware of this is kicking in i need to come back to what i believe what what i truly value and then you can you can choose your path and i think that's that's the key thing that i'm constantly talking about when I'm talking about personal development mindset with our clients is, is coming back to choosing your own path, creating your own life, you know? Yeah. And I love that because um, that gives us the freedom to actually do what we, we want to do and not because someone else is doing it, but because it actually feels good for us. It's aligned with where we are in life. It's bringing us joy. And so um, there are our health and wellness programs and, um, I won't mention names, but one of them, if I just say this, everyone needs to know who it is, but they have 
um, a lot of workout and fitness programs now on an app. But before app technology was a thing, they had tons of DVDs and these big name fitness experts doing these DVDs and you do them, buy them and do them in your basement. And um, I for so long tried to force myself to do these DVDs and I hated every second of it. A, because they were hard because I actually couldn't do the, the exercises because they were not a beginner level where I was. Actually, yeah. I was like pre-beginner, um, but I was doing it alone. It was awful, awful. I hated every second of it. And I would go down into the basement. I would be down there miserable, feeling like I was going to throw up because I was struggling so hard to just do these silly things. And they weren't silly. They were actually like regular good exercises for your body. But I say they're silly because it was hard and I didn't like it. And so then I was like, wait a second, why am I forcing myself to be alone in the basement? Go to a facility, Kim, sign up for the Y, sign up for a plan of fitness, sign up for something. So you're exercising around other humans and you're not alone in the basement. And that was a game changer. I had to do things that actually felt fun while working out rather than doing things that felt like a struggle because that's what everyone else was doing. And now it's fun. And so there's, you know, camaraderie, camaraderie and rapport going to these fitness classes where other people are who have the same interests and similar goals. And they're kind of not in the same place of life. There's ladies who are probably in their 60s. There are ladies who are in their 50s. There's us ladies who are in our 40s. There are ladies in their 30s, but we're all mm. there laughing and having fun together. Mm. And um yeah. And so that was like, I just had to flip this, like flip the script on what I was telling myself about my health and wellness journey. Like I didn't have to do these things that made me miserable. Yeah. I, that, that, for me, that the, the one word is that I talk about a lot is, is, and the key to transformation in my opinion is, is joy, you know, so regularly asking yourself the question, if, if you're on a health and wellness journey, or if you, you're trying to improve your your overall well-being, you know, regularly asking yourself the question, is there joy present? You mm -hmm. know, because the moment that there isn't joy present, guess what? That whatever you're doing, whatever diet plan, fitness plan you're doing, it's not going to have the consistency required for, for life changing or lifestyle transformation. And, yeah. you know, so that there's no right or wrong because some people, whatever that fit, I've got an idea what it probably is, <laughs> uh -huh. but whatever that fitness DVD that you were following, there's going to be some people out there that they would be getting joy. It was ticking the boxes for them. Yes. Um, for other people, it won't be. And that's where, again, where there's, there isn't a right or wrong. It's finding out what brings you the joy, what brings you the energy. Um, I think that's one of the benefits of groups, though. You know, we at LPT run sort of fairly small group training. Um, because it allows us to still provide like a one-to-one -one level of training. However, I, I've noticed over the years that energy that you get and, and that people feed off of, of being in a room with other, like you say, like-minded people is quite critical. You know, you, you have to be a certain type of person, almost, almost with an athlete mindset to train really hard on your own, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a basement. You know, that, that takes a certain level of, of, of years of habits and repetition for the brain to be so ingrained that you can just do that on your own and you have that internal drive. But I think the feeding off the energy of others is, is absolutely crucial. Yeah, it is. 
because it gives us something. And I think it brings about healthy comparison because I think sometimes when we're suffering alone in the basement or suffering alone in our living room, working out alone, we start to get into this thought loop and, you know, we don't see other people doing the same workout program in their basement or their living room, but we can start creating these stories. Like, well, I know, you know, the moms who do this, they love it and da, 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 da. But it's like creates that a negative comparison. But when you're in a group setting and you see other people who are struggling, just like you are struggling to do the exercises and things like that, but yet you see them continuing to push through and challenging themselves and having success with it, then it's like, oh my gosh, I can do it too. Like if they can do it, I can do it. So I think it breeds um, on some level a healthy comparison when you're working in a group setting like that, because you want to, you, first of all, you don't want to not do it, but you can see like, okay, other people are doing it. They're not killing over and dying. Like I got this, I can do it too. And it helps you to keep moving forward. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why we, we specifically don't work with under 30s. Our, our members, not, not that we're ageist, but we yeah. mainly work with mums and dads. That is, that's who we kind of specialize in working with. So our mums and dads that, that work with us, they all know that. And they, so even on, you know, when people can't turn up or they, they're, they're late for a session, you know, in some gyms, there might be a bit of judgment there, you know, mm -hmm. oh, God, look, so-and-so has turned up late. In our gyms, we understand the, 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 the parent issue of, you know, oh, God, I got stuck in traffic or, you know, that the kids held me up, blah, whatever it is. Yeah. So, oh, I forgot the library book and today's library day. And if we don't get the book yeah. back, then we get a nasty grant from the school librarian. So I'd run home, get the library book, get it back to school, and then finally make it to get my health and wellness session in. So yeah, the struggle is real when it comes to parenting and navigating all of that. Yeah, and I think that that brings up the point of, you know, in my experience working with mums over the years, that the biggest the biggest issue um, is how much they beat themselves up, and they and they sort of, you know, that that can be really mentally, you know, draining and just detrimental to their overall health and well being. Um, I noticed it many years ago as an issue, you know, mm -hmm. what we called the mum struggle. Uh, I, I just, it, I was doing a workshop one night. I still kind of almost remember. And I just realized I've been having the same conversation for like three years. And, you know, the mums that were coming to us, you know, they were just all having the same struggles. They were trying to work full time, trying to, you know, cook for the kids, but the kids don't want to eat all the healthy foods because they want to yeah. have like chips or fish fingers. And then, They've, you know, typically had the two children. I, I often find after two children that that, that that becomes an issue with with losing the weight. Usually most of the mums that come to us, they lose the weight after the first child, but that second child adds another element to the, to the mix. And then a lot of the mums are doing a lot of the house stuff as well and the cooking, the cleaning, and they're so stressed out that that obviously stress is a, a big causal factor in gaining weight quite honestly and then they're sleeping less so all of these things combined you know compacted mean that losing weight or gaining weights becomes quite easy which is not a good thing um and so when you when you first approached me about it i was like yeah i, I know all about this <laughs> yeah this you know and unfortunately i haven't got a, a there's there's no one answer to, to the problem either because it's so multifaceted you yeah. know you can't just get rid of your kids right <laughs> you, you want to keep your kids hopefully 
Um, you also need to be on top of, you know, the, the housework and, and mm -hmm. the cooking. And I think communication is one of the keys. Communication yes. with your spouse. I, one of the emails I write, you know, is, is having the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, I think every couple, they need to have the conversation, even with their own kids. Yes. You know, where you're just truly honest about this is where we are. And this is not where I want to be. And I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, this is the trajectory of where we're going. And, you know, I'm struggling a little bit mentally with my health. I need a little space to do X, Y, Z. Um, can, can we like, can we work together on this? Like a, a lot of the ladies that join our program, when they say to me about, you know, well, my husband is always ordering takeaways, or he's ordering these, I was like, well, you're probably going to have to have the conversation. Um, yes. And they'll be like, what's the conversation? Well, <laughs> you, need to, you need to get the support because yeah. to, do, to change your, your eating habits, to change your daily activity habits, to do, yeah, yes, as coaches at LPT, we, we certainly try our best, but we can't be with you when you're at home. We can't be with you when you're at work. So you need that extra level of support, as much support as you can around people. And I am a big fan of people telling others, telling their friends, their family about their goals. Yes. It adds an extra layer of accountability, but, only, but not only that, if they're good friends and, and good family members, they're going to support you. Mm -hmm. So when, you, when they're going for that meal out and they make that choice to have a lime and soda water rather than a beer or a glass of wine, like they get it, you know? Yeah. Or maybe the partner that is ordering takeout two or three times a week maybe won't do that quite so often or won't have, you know, the, the treat, the chocolate that who in front of the person, you know, it's yeah. not really very supportive. So yeah, I think communication is, is a real, a big part, you know, can, can we have a little like look at how the cooking plan is? How can we share this load? How can we share the shopping? How can we just work together a little bit more? Yeah. And I love that you say include the kids, because if you didn't say that, I was going to suggest that because I think including the kids in the conversation is important for so many reasons. One, it shows them that you are a, a whole family unit. It's not that you and your partner are one unit and they're a separate unit, like you're all together and you all are working together to create common goals and you're a team. And I, my husband and I say that to my two girls all the time. Girls, we're a team we need you to give us a hand with this, or we need you to give us a hand with that. Especially I can remember one time, not that long ago, um, my 12 year old got her backpack and had two empty hands, but just came on in the house. And I still had a car full of groceries and the piano bag with the piano books and all of these other things. And then, yeah. and, and, and her, she left a, like her after school bag in the car too, like just brought her backpack, but nothing else. And I come inside and she's like already changed into pajamas. She's like relaxing in her room. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm not the mule. <laughs> like you're going to come help me unload this car. And in the yeah. future, please do not walk into the house. If you have empty hands, we're a team. We have to work together. And she's like, okay, you know, in a typical 12 year old way. But if we don't say anything, they don't know. Then she's like, well, it's acceptable for my mom to do all the work while I get to sit back, relax and kick my feet up. 
But they also, in, including them in the conversation, I think also models for them that as, you know, going through life, it's okay to talk about the support that you need. It's okay to talk about the struggles that you're having and to show them like, even as adults, we're still trying to figure this thing called life out and we don't have it all figured out, but we're looking to people to help us and we're looking to people for support and we're looking to people for accountability. So I think including the kids in the conversation is like just beyond important yeah I, I agree and I think probably you know without sounding sexist I think probably mums are the worst for that um, dare yeah. I say it um and oh, I think, we are <laughs> yeah. I'll say it moms are the worst <laughs> at communicating what we need because we think it's our job to take it all on and if we ask for help or if we tell someone we're struggling then they're gonna say oh she is the worst mom ever she can't even handle life <laughs> Like, wow. Or we don't want people to be like, oh, you're struggling. Like you can't keep it together. So uh, moms mm. are the worst because I think society tells us that we have to keep it together. We have to do all the things in order to be a good wife, a good mom, a good person. And so we're the worst. We never want to admit that we're struggling ever. And so we will struggle and we will just be miserable about it. We'll be resentful and angry and it will take us to completely lose our mind, blow our top to be like, Oh, I was really struggling and I needed help. Yeah. And I think, I think it, it is society. And I think it, my theory is it's also a generation thing. Mm -hmm. It's passed, it's kind of passed down in the generations. Yes. Right. I mean, I, I'm not so sure about in the, in the U S but certainly, I mean, you know, the, the culture, you know, even 50 years ago was, you know, it was the, the, the mom pretty much stayed at home and, and looked after the kids and, and the, the, the guys went to work. And, you know, that, that was 50, 100 years ago. That was just like the, the culture, you know, this sort of the modern day working woman is, is still a fairly new thing. Mm -hmm. And so that, that came in, which is great, you know, but, it, but what didn't change is the modern woman still had to do all the other stuff that the, yes. the <laughs> that culturally that the woman was doing before so she on top of doing the kids stuff and you know doing the cleaning or whatever I don't want to it's very hard to talk about stuff without sounding like you're being sexist but ultimately right. you know that that appeared to me what had happened in, yeah. in this last 30 years or 20 mm -hmm. years when the, the modern woman is now climbing you know in a corporate ladder and and achieving great things in the world which is how it should be Yes. Um, but and at the we'll same time, clear, juggling like, everything else. We're not making this a sexist thing. Like, this is just what we see. I see it when I work with my own clients. It was me six years ago when I read my journal entries on this podcast. It was me. I could not ask for help. I wanted to ask for help. I, I knew how, but I just had this overwhelming feeling that if I asked for help or if people knew I was struggling, then people would look badly about me, all badly upon me. They wouldn't, you know, I would, there would be this level of criticism and rejection. And it was vulnerability that I just could not embrace in being. So this is not a sexist conversation in any way, shape or form. We're just saying that this is the pattern that we see because we, as the way, you know, culture and society has shifted from 50 years ago where moms were stay at home moms, the dad went to the office, he worked, he made the money. It was the mom's job to stay home and take care of kids. 
that still is moving forward in this way, even though now as moms, we are also working full time and we still have all of those things. And I think the guys, I think guys are coming around. They're recognizing that we can't do it all, but we're not always still the greatest at communicating when we can't do it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's dead right. And I think, I think one of, one of my favorite sort of things I've learned through coaching is, is the importance of agreements over expectations Mm -hmm. i think that if if there's one thing that you take from like anyone listening yeah is is agreements over expectations i think in relationships too often um probably dare i say it more from the the guys that there's an expectation of this being done this being done you know potentially a a guy that's had a a mother that's done everything for him and then expecting that to continue when he he gets married you know yeah so expectations are dangerous and they can lead they can lead to real um bad breakdowns in communication Mm -hmm. so whereas if you have an agreement you say well i'll i'll do this on a tuesday and then if you could do that on a friday that would be really good yeah and and then we'll we'll, maybe on the saturday or the friday when we've got you go take the the kids to swimming or we've got to take the kids to football or we can rotate that so there's always like an, an agreement of this is what we're doing Mm-hmm. When there's an expectation, then you've got uncertainty. Yeah. Um, and, and, and coming back to the brain science, the neuroscience of uncertainty is, you know, that leads to anxiety mm-hmm. and that leads to stress because mm-hmm. we don't know, oh, is he going to do it or am I going to do it? Am I, we get, so when you've not got that kind of clear communication, you know, you're adding more stress to the mix. Um, and then that just put, pushes you down even further and you, you feel you feel crap and, and, and that that can lead to, to even the relationship breakdowns. Yes. And I love that you call them agreements because I say it's the difference between setting standards and expectations, but I love agreements so much more because when you have agreements, then that means that you've had the conversation and you and your spouse or your partner are both on the same page. You've agreed to them. So you can let the expectation go because you know that it's been agreed upon. And I think that also, since the agreement is there, if something doesn't go quite as planned with the agreement, I think it makes it an easier um, way to have a conversation about what didn't go quite right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it works like, it, you know, th- this is why companies and businesses have clauses and agreements. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you have it in your, in your, you know, anyone that has a, a normal job, you know, that they agree to working a set amount of hours. They agree to, you know, all, all of the different legislations within the business. And, you know, if there's an issue with that, then obviously they know that they're going to have the boss come down on them about it. And so, but we, when it comes to our own personal life, everything can, sometimes can all be just too free flowing mm-hmm. and that there's, you know, and there's, so there's no structure. And so you just kind of like hoping and guessing all the time. And that, that, you know, that, that's why businesses can run quite smoothly and efficiently because the communication is really clear. The agreements are in place. This is your role. This is my role. Um, so in, in businesses, you know, people have their clear roles of what they do. And I, th- I think in, in, in relationships in your, with your, as parents, as mothers and, and fathers and wives and husbands, you know, if you just have clarity on what your role is and, you know, then, then it just works much better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This has been amazing, ladies. There are so many golden nuggets in here. Communication is key. Do the things that bring you joy. If it's not bringing you joy, don't do it. And last but not least, 
create agreements and let go of the expectations. Um, I mean, those are three great things to get you started on this journey. And if if someone's not quite sure, they have some questions, is it okay that they reach out to you on social media, Matt? Of course, of course. Awesome. So I know Matt hangs out. We just had this conversation before we hit record. Matt hangs out on mostly on Facebook, not so much on Instagram. Um, but don't worry because I'll put all of the links to get to um, connect with Matt in the show notes. So you can just go right to the show notes. You don't have to go searching around looking for him. You'll be able to find him quite easily. So thank you so much, Matt, for joining us on this episode of One of, One of a Kind You. It's been so great chatting and um, so many good things. So thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for yeah. having me. So this episode of One of a Kind You is brought to brought to us by the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy Eat Ice Cream podcast, which is a podcast you should really be listening to. And why is that, you might be asking? Because this is a podcast that's setting a new standard when it comes to podcasts about health and wellness, keeping weight off permanently, and transforming your life by narrowing the gap from where you are and where you want to be. This podcast is a prime example of everyday people just like you who have lost weight and kept it off permanently and have transformed their lives into the people that they were meant to be exactly what you want for you in your life. The show has a little bit of everything for anyone who desires to live a happy, healthy, and fulfilled life. I personally have been a guest on this podcast and have listened to some of the episodes myself about living your best life, keeping weight off, and transformation for being happy, healthy, and fulfilled. But that's just me. Don't go by just my recommendation. You should go to trainingwithcoachbrad.com and click podcast on the menu bar for two reasons. One, so you can see the episodes for yourself and see which ones would be best for you. And two, so you can hear real life stories of what others have done and how you can apply what they have learned to your life to overcome any struggles you may have going on. You can also search for the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts to give the show a try. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can add it to your regular rotation. Mention that you heard this ad on the One of a Kind You podcast and Coach Brad will send you his free PDF copy of his book, Mind Strong, which is all about elevating your life to the next level. So thank you again to the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy Eat Ice Cream podcast for sponsoring this episode of One of a Kind You. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend because the more the merrier. And if you would be so kind as to leave a review, it would be greatly appreciated. I take the time to read all the reviews myself to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support and guidance and really a one-stop shop resource so that all of us moms can stick together. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.